Priorities can be a funny thing. If you ever want to get the measure of a person, watch how they handle a crisis. How they respond will tell you everything you need to know. Whether it's a person who is just another soul on the street or a person in the public eye, how they handle themselves during a mess tells you a lot about them. And Francis has a serious mess on his hands due to his allegiance with the St. Gallen Lavender group, as well as in his actions going after faithful Catholics who just want the timeless faith of the saints. The laity have spoken, with their wallets and with their dollars, and the message is clear. We're not going to help you destroy the deposit of the faith. I already know that the message won't be read loud and clear either when received in Rome, which is sad, but common sense is lacking among our shepherds and servants these days. So let's get into this. It's becoming increasingly clear that the laity are fed up with what we're seeing in Rome and using our wallets as our voice in all of this increasing nonsense of the Francis pontificate. A new story captures this perfectly. For this story, we go to the Times of London. Headline. Vatican's failings punished in collection plate. I frequently see in my comments many of you saying, not one penny more for the people running the church. You're definitely not alone in that assessment. Quote, The Pope has cast his reformist papacy as a zero-tolerance battle against Ted McCarrick issues and financial sleaze, but the faithful, voicing their concern with their wallets, do not seem to have confidence in his efforts. Last month, the Vatican Secretariat of the Economy reported that Peter's Pence, the annual worldwide collection in Catholic churches for the Pope's charities, amounted to 44 million euros, less than in any of the previous three years. Contributions fell by 40% between 2015 and last year. The latest decline may have been influenced by revelations of alleged malfeasance in the Vatican, including the use of Peter's Pence money to fund a luxury property investment in London and pay a shadowy Matahari figure who was supposed to be using the money to help troubled nuns, but spent a good part of it on luxury fashion brands. Ten people went before the magistrate in the Vatican last month. Among them was Angelo Becciu, 73. He faces uh, the authorization of dubious payments when chief of staff at the Vatican Secretary of State. John Allen, the editor of Catholic News Service for Crux Now, questioned whether the relevant officials in the Vatican were capable of managing the complexities of the hearing under the Holy See's archaic code. Pope Francis had better hope they are, because the truth is that he's got almost as much writing on the outcome as Betchew, Allen wrote. Betchew faces hard time or fines if he's found culpable, but for Francis, it's the integrity of his financial reform that's in the dock. End quote. No surprise there. The great reformer, as professional Francis fanfiction writer Austin Ivory calls him, has failed spectacularly to reform really much of anything. Yes, there have been some good things that have happened on that front, including Germany's Bishop of Bling getting set straight on the appropriate use of church funds, but at its core, much of this revolves around Peter's Pence and Ted McCarrick and his papal foundation. People have forgotten about that, so given that McCarrick may actually have his day before a Vatican tribunal soon, we should talk about that, since his funding is almost certainly what brought the Vatican turning a blind eye to his, shall we say, hobbies into a reality. Now, what is the Papal Foundation? It's a project started by McCarrick back in the 1980s to get the wealthy to donate to the mission of the Pope. At least on the surface, that's what it was for. But what it was used for in reality was something different. For this, we go to the Washington Post story from back in 2019. Ousted, Cardinal McCarrick gave more than 600000 to fellow clerics, including two popes, records show. Quote, 
Former Cardinal Theodore McCare gave hundreds of thousands of dollars in church money to powerful Catholic clerics over nearly two decades, according to financial records obtained by the Washington Post, while the Vatican failed to act on claims against him. Starting in 2001, McCarrick sent checks totaling more than 600000 to clerics in Rome and elsewhere, including Vatican bureaucrats, papal advisors, and two popes, according to church ledgers and former church officials. Several of the more than 100 recipients were directly involved in assessing claims against McCarrick, documents and interviews show. The checks were drawn from a little-known account at the Archdiocese of Washington, where McCarrick began serving as Archbishop in 2001. The Archbishop's special fund enabled him to raise money from wealthy Catholic donors and to spend it as he chose, with little oversight, according to the former officials. McCarrick sent John Paul II $90,000 from 2001 to 2005. Pope Benedict XVI received $291,000, most of it a single check, for $250,000 in May 2005, after he was elevated to, the, to succeed the late John Paul. Representatives of the former popes declined to comment or said they had no information about those specific checks. A former personal secretary to John Paul said donations to the Pope were forwarded to the Secretary of State, the second most powerful post at the Vatican. Experts cautioned that such gifts may also have been directed to papal charities, end quote. And they probably were directed towards papal charities. That use of the money is fine. Wealthy Catholics have as much, if not more, responsibilities to support the work of the Church than the rest of us, and that's not an issue here. What's at issue is that whatever money is involved, there's almost always sin that comes along with it. It's a story as old as time, so it should be of no surprise that McCarrick used his funds to make life easier for himself as well. And while this story says that McCarrick uh, was doing this from 2001 onward, the, the other stories have shown that he was that he established the Papal Foundation before he was ever in Washington, and that he was using these funds for these similar kinds of purposes going back to the 80s. Anyway, and this all, of course, brings us back to the Pacapapa himself. These stories have been in the news cycle now for years, and after a while, the attitude has come from the laity that will not give one more penny to anything in the church that happens outside of our own parishes. Many of us are willing to support parish building projects, since the dioceses do not get a cut of building project funds typically, and we're usually willing to help with other in-parish projects as well. Most of us understand that we as Catholics are required to support our parishes, and the bishop whenever possible. But the problem remains that stories like Betchew and McCarrick are not limited to the Vatican, but happen at the diocesan level as well. Francis himself uses church funds to host these lavish conferences with secular rulers on their mission to build the Leviathan and the Beast of Revelation, that system that the man of sin will use in his war against Christ. That Francis is so overtly involved with this and telling us to support it has been the last straw for many Catholics. And what kind of nonsense are we talking about when we say that the lady is rejecting and punishing him in his Vatican? Well, it was just reported by the BBC that Pacapapa Francis won't say a public mass while on his upcoming trip to Glasgow. But ministering to the earth and the Pacamama is more important than ministering to the needs of the laity. Headline from the BBC. COP26. Pope Francis will not celebrate mass during visit to Glasgow. This is a big green summit that has been delayed a year for the typical reason these things have been delayed recently. Now, Francis wanted an open-air event, but his schedule wouldn't permit. So instead of skipping a single meeting to both, you know, offer the holiest sacrifice on earth for the laity, and also to get some buy-in from the laity for his big green Laudato Si push, Francis won't be saying a mass publicly. Priorities, right? Quote, it was reported at the weekend that the over the weekend that the 84-year-old wanted to conduct an open-air event for the people of Scotland during his visit to the COP26 conference. 
However, the Catholic Church in Scotland said his tight schedule would make such an event impossible. In July, Pope Francis confirmed he would visit the country during the crucial summit. His commitment to the event came after he said it was time to change course on the environment. He also signed the Vatican up to reaching net zero emissions by 2050. The Catholic leader will also attend a meeting of the Bishops' Conference of Scotland during the trip, but it seems this is all he will have time for in Scotland. A spokesman for the Catholic Church in Scotland told the BBC, Our position on this is that there are no plans for a Mass whatsoever. Our understanding is that the window will be extremely tight and there will be enough time to meet the secular leaders, once the official part is over, to meet the bishops, and that is it. A public Mass is not something the Church is expecting because of time constraints. End quote. When Francis has time to prioritize the secular needs over the needs of the laity, there can be no doubt why the laity are withholding funds from his Vatican collections. And all this is made all the more funny because of Traditionis Custodis, because this, the data shows that traditional Catholics tend to give more at the, collection, at the collections on Sundays than anybody else. Think about that for a second. Now, it's obvious that we are of secondary importance to Paca Papa Francis. And by I, I mean the laity, broadly speaking, not just traditional Catholics, but the laity in general. This is clear by his long track record of having more time for major secular figures and their programs, and not much time at all for the needs of the laity. So many conferences on the environment and whatever the world is calling justice this week. He has time for all that, but addressing the silent apostasy happening involving our friends, family members, and neighbors, not so much. Except, of course, to hammer traditional Catholics for our love of liturgy that actually preserves the faith, of course. But be that as it may, we are at the bottom of the priorities list, and it's obvious to everyone. It's one reason why Archbishop Vigano called him a non-Catholic pope recently. To close this out, I'll say this. People wonder why I call him Paca Papa Francis. It's simple. The Paca Papa is the husband of the Paca Mama in the mythology of the demonic idol that keeps popping up in the church since late 2019. It is the husband of the Pac-Man Mama and represents the world's universal masculine energy in time and space, according to those myths. And so Francis, who permits demonic idols in the church while slamming the door shut on the traditional Latin Rite liturgy, and who loves to work with the secular rulers on their programs, is perfectly encapsulated by that title, especially considering that Pac-Man Mama has been used by secular rulers as a symbol for their programs as well. As a result, he and his Vatican get not a single dollar more from most of the laity who notice these things, including me. But what do you think? Are you one who gives to your in-house parish fundraisers, but not to anything diocesan or Vatican-related? Let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.